entertainment, inspiration, and building community. This is the soundtrack of Savannah. This is your Savannah Philharmonic. Thrilled to welcome my next guest. We have two sitting with us here for this episode. Sharon Mays, who's the artistic manager at the Sav Phil, and also Megan Chandler, marketing and donor services manager. Um, and they said it couldn't happen that I could get you both on the podcast. <laughs> Yet here we are. Dynamic duo. Who paid who to do what here is the question. Don't talk about that. No. How, how, did we, how did we arm wrestle you guys to uh, actually sit down and have a conversation? Hmm? Uh, Jamie told me to. Oh, there you go. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> I knew someone was to blame yeah. or to thank, I guess. <laughs> One You'll know other. later. Exactly. Yeah, um, so many things that uh, I want to talk to you guys about. Um, I have heard more than more than once that the two of you are certainly the hub and, and one of the biggest backbones of the mm. Savannah Philharmonic. No pressure uh, to explain yourself in that regard. But um, so lots and lots of questions. You know, one of the things we love to do on this podcast is go behind the scenes and really talk about like the inner workings of how all of this uh, comes about and really how the magic happens. You know, by the time people you sit down at a concert. Um, we're in the 15th anniversary season, which is phenomenal. Uh, we just finished Fill the Park. Are you guys recovered from Fill the Park yet? <laughs> that was quite a huge, huge event. Yeah. Tell me your thoughts on Fill the Park. I feel pretty, pretty recovered, I think. Yeah. Like physically. Yeah. <laughs> I've slept a lot the past week. Yeah. So I'm sort of refreshed. Emotionally. But I think, you know, artistically, most of the work really happens yeah. on the front end. And once the, once everyone's paid... Yeah. I'm kind of done. So I think I don't have nearly as much follow-up work as Megan does. Yeah. I mean, so a lot of it is on the front end for us as well as far as sponsors and, and getting that set up, lots of uh, coordination. But uh, it's definitely, I think, one of the, <laughs> for better or worse with concerts in general, is once it's going, it's going. So, you know, it's it's going to be what it is. And I think this year was pretty went pretty smoothly knock on wood yeah. you know mm -hmm. but lots of follow up afterwards just uh to see how people feel and get thoughts for the next year and all that good stuff so yeah you guys do yeah. a great job with that like getting feedback you know from the yeah. community and I, you know one of the things that i kept hearing at fill the park it was just like oh my gosh i can't believe they're able to to really put this on in such a way where so many people attend did we have a final count at all of I have no I, idea. There's so many numbers that get thrown out. I mean, it was definitely bigger than last year from yeah. what I could tell. I feel like last year we were saying somewhere between like 15 and 20. Yeah. And this year we know it was bigger. So, so I don't know. Prices 20 right to it. 25? Yeah. 70 <laughs> to 23? 23,001. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was, it was a really uh, successful one this year. And so I'm sure we're just going to keep going and see how that expands for the next year. Yeah, I feel like I had friends who have been to a lot of field mm -hmm. parks and picnic in the parks, and they were saying it's the biggest one they've ever seen. Yeah, same. So yeah. that was really encouraging to hear, you know, getting texts from friends in the field during the performance, yeah. how much they were loving the music, they were enjoying the vibe. And it just seemed to be something that it's it's exactly what we want it to be. It's something exactly. where the whole community comes out and enjoys yeah. being together and is able to center all that around music. Did you guys have a favorite? Um, well, two questions. Did you have a favorite moment in the actual concert and did you have a favorite picnic table because <laughs> that yeah. was a big deal 
So, I mean, the picnic table that won was the, uh, was it the Marie Antoinette? Did you see that one? I saw the photo. Yeah. Very cool. cool. Very like Sofia Coppola's Marie Antoinette. (laughs) Loved that. And um, I mean, the favorite moment I think everyone's going to say, and especially Amy, if you know Amy, our director at all, was the the lights. She loves a a lighter moment in a concert. So I think that was really fun. That was very cool. Very cool. And then to see it afterwards, you know, when you guys posted it on social media, I mean, it just kind of, of, if you were there and you were in it, it was cool. But then to see it like zoom out, you know, (laughs) that made it even even cooler. What about you, Sharon? Did you have a favorite? You know, I notoriously at these events never really get past the barricades. Yeah, same. (laughs) True. I really never made it out of the VIP barricade. So I saw a lot of great photos of picnic tables. So it was fun looking at those afterwards. I didn't get to see me in person, unfortunately. But then um, for the moment in the concert, I mean, I think because I'm so involved in both the orchestra and the chorus, like when both of those are really coming together on stage, it's always a big moment for me where I'm just, mm. I'm proud to see, because I know I'm with them every week. I see all the work that they put in and I know um, how much they care and how much they give of their time sure. as volunteers. And so I think, for me, it was sort of like that first big chord in the Verdi song juice when the whole choir is just screaming their guts out. Mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, it's just fun to see kind of everyone's work come together in the music in that way. Right. No so doubt. True. And mm. I think, you know, the involvement with um, it was the SCAD B sharps mm-hmm. and like, you know, the, the army band at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just to be able to. Uh, merge all of that together to make a really unified uh, concert was pretty spectacular. Is that something that you guys, uh, you know, map out as far as like, you know, what they're going to play and, you know, how everybody's really going to make it cohesive? Yeah, I think it's it's highly collaborative. Um, So like for now, like we're already starting to think about who's going to be involved and fill the park next Mm -hmm. year. And some of that, it comes down to theme. Some of it comes down to, you know, who else do we want to work with in the community? Um, But it really is a team effort, you know, like bringing in the Irish dancers for the Lord of the Dance. That was Leah Dutton, our our librarian. She did Irish dancing as a kid. And so I think she was really instrumental in sort of finding a group and facilitating that. Um, But I think it just kind of comes down to who do we have and how does everyone sort of, you know, choose the songs, the outfits, everything. It's, it's a big team effort for sure. Yeah, no doubt. It's, yeah. And you can tell, you know, how much work goes into it. It's, it's just, it's a phenomenal event. Um, and I know too, uh, Megan, that, that so much goes in, you know, prior to with community partners and things like that. Sure. And then it continues afterwards because yeah. then once you see it, it's like, Oh my gosh, I want to be a part of that next year. Yeah. I want my business to be a part of that next year. So I'm sure that yeah. a lot a lot of work goes into that. Yeah, I mean, so we start out, you know, this season with our community series, which is what Fill the Park's really kind of the the centerpiece of that. But we do neighborhood concerts as well. So it's all sort of building on top of each other. And a big goal of ours is to I mean, and, you know, it's like we have the T-shirts now. <laughs> but there's the something for everyone just kind of including um different groups that maybe are new to us or haven't interacted with us maybe in an official capacity, but are interested now. So, you know, fill the park is really about halfway through the season and maybe a little less than that. So it really can set the tone going forward. And we use that momentum a lot for further partnerships, 
for building on the next season. So um, it's just like the ultra <laughs> visible way of saying this is like we're super fun. You should hang out with us. <laughs> and I um, both as for concert goers, but for sponsors and partners as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And, and I just I know so many people uh, walk away from those events, you know, trying to figure out how they can be a part mm. and, and how they can, you know, either partner with you guys or, or something like that. Um, whether it's through sponsorship or not, you know, uh, we were just talking to somebody the other day that had no idea you could sponsor one of the mm -hmm. uh, musicians. musicians. Yeah. And, you know, and, and that's, that's, I'm not gonna say it's easy way to get involved, but it's, it's a really, yeah. I don't know, it's, it's a very connected way to get involved, I mm -hmm. think, to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, if you'd like to talk about that a little bit, because that's sure. a kind of a big deal. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, for me, with donor services, but also just uh, a lot of the focus is kind of humanizing this field. Uh, I think a lot of people see, you know, an orchestra or a classical music event and don't necessarily see it as accessible. Um, by the end of the day, it's still just people who are performing. So I think that having a musician sponsorship really gives people an opportunity to connect one-on-one -on -one, um, with musicians that have been involved with us for a long time or who are kind of new themselves. But it, it's just uh, sort of demystifying how the process works, a lot of it. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a lot of just hard work that have gone in commitment. We'd all wish we were born savants and we could play the violin <laughs> straight out of the womb. Yes, <laughs> Is that a yes. word? Yeah. Um, it doesn't quite work that way. So I think that helps a lot with that and um, gets people passionate about the music pieces as well because they can look mm -hmm. and say, like, I heard them practicing. I know what goes into that. And we also, I mean, there's that. There's also the aspect of, you know, time is such an important thing that people donate to us as well. So we have a pretty big volunteer program at this point. They were at Fill the Park as well and they're at all of our concerts. So try to offer different ways for where people, where they are at. We meet them there as much as we can for how they want to get involved. If they want to come to help at a concert or if they want to, you know, sponsor musician. Right. Yeah. And, and it's, it's a great way to get involved and, and, you know, really be a part of it. And I think you're right. I think it bring kind of brings down the, the mysterious wall right yeah. around that where a lot of people, you know, are nervous to maybe go and, and talk to one of the musicians and I don't want to bother them, and yeah. I don't, you know, and they look so focused. Yeah. <laughs> like, I yeah. mean, you feel like, I don't know, but it, I feel like that's one thing you guys uh, are constantly trying to open up the avenue for that communication, for that relationship sure. between community mm -hmm. and the people who are so talented and getting on that stage and a lot of them coming from different areas mm -hmm. and are only here for a short time. And there's just this, I think, mysterious kind of wall around it that I think people are like, I want to see behind the wall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and that's what you guys are doing. For sure. I mean, I can speak for my, I mean, I've worked in nonprofits my entire adult life. <laughs> I'm back in arts nonprofit after a while. Um, it's kind of funny to hear that because I feel like I only see the back. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, what does it look like, on the, it look like on the other know. side? Um, <laughs> yeah. And just like, you know, it, it, it's kind of funny to hear people that come up and are maybe intimidated by it if they don't have that firsthand knowledge. Mm -hmm. Sharon can probably speak to that a little bit too because you perform yourself. But um, 
For sure. I mean, that's a big goal. I think that's, I don't want to speak for Kay, but I think that's a big thing that he tries to connect with people to one-on-one. Yeah. 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 He will put his phone in front of your face yes. at any event. He will and come up and yeah. say, I'm on Facebook Live. Oh, and you say, you okay, yeah. <laughs> I am too now. Yeah, yeah. He caught me at one of the uh, fill the neighborhoods. He's like, we're on live. And I'm like, oh, great. I don't know what yeah. I'm doing, but yeah. hey. <laughs> it's my uh, first concert that I worked with just... the fill. And it was literally two weeks after I had started. I think I'd met him like twice and he came out to the lobby he's like you're on Facebook live <laughs> like, hi yeah nice to see you thanks hey, for the warning what happened to hello <laughs> could you count me in or something yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah, yeah. Like, there has to be something all right speaking of uh artistic talent musical abilities and all the things um let's talk about uh, your musical backgrounds oh, goodness. um you go first <laughs> You have one. Yeah. Well, I do too. Yeah, but maybe I'll get mine out of the way first. I played in percussion and band. Love that. No, I, I'm from Savannah. I went to Savannah Arts for high school and was in the percussion section there. So I didn't really pursue after school, which I regret, but I was 18 and thought I was really cool. So I moved on to other things. Um, Even cooler things. Even cooler things like history. Yes. <laughs> Ooh. No, but um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of more of my background is as a, as a kid more growing up. Yeah. But Sharon's Percussion a- is badass. I mean. It's fun. Yeah. I was the only girl for a couple of years. Right? Which sounds like it might have been. It was, it was an interesting experience. Yeah. As a high schooler. <laughs> you're surrounded oh, yeah, by yeah, percussion yeah. boys, which if you're in band is an interesting type of guy. <laughs> Also really impressed by all the percussionists because they have to do so much counting. Sure, there's a and like there's so many things you have to keep track of. It's yeah. like washing the dishes while playing music. You know, true, like, true. it's not a very good analogy, but you know, there's just there's a lot of different instruments. There's a lot of counting. That is true, and there's it's not like someone's the... passing off a melody to you that often. Like occasionally. But then there's just the big cymbal crash or the big. It's always fun. You do get something. like the the wow moments. Yeah. That is true. And then if you do them at the wrong time, they're like, wow. Everybody knows. Like if you're hitting the gong, <laughs> if you don't hit the gong right, yeah. you're done. That's <laughs> Out of here. the sweaty part of percussion. I mean, I did percussion in, in high school as well. Mm. And and first of all, just being in high school in general, a uh, pat on the back for all of us. Yeah, thanks. Um, we just got through that one. Getting through that crap. Um, but then, you know, you're right. Like it's like the sweaty part, the anxious part is like if you're if you're hitting the 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 bell, the symbol, I don't care what you're doing. Yeah. If you got the wild moment coming and then you're like, and missed it. Whoops. Did it beat late? Whoops. Yeah. And everybody's like, wow. Everyone. <laughs> it stops. That is yeah. very true. Lots of auxiliary, lots of triangle, you know, yes. the unsung heroes. Yes. <laughs> also, even just the getting to practice. Yeah, yeah that's very can true. Just take actually. their instrument home and practice. I mean, fingers crossed they're doing that. Yeah, but percussionists, like, what are you going to take home? Like, well, there's like the little a, snare a pads and stuff. But stuff. yeah, you're trying to practice like the bells. Yeah. Or uh, the clock and spiel. Right. <laughs> Heaven help us. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had a few of the the drum pads. Yeah, at, I had at those. Home, That's you know, mostly what I used. Yeah. I mean, and it's just not this. It's not the it's same. Not the same. I don't care who you are. Different it's reaction. Yeah, it's very different. <laughs> Plus, at some point, your parents are like, "Stop! Stop!" It. <laughs> the constant like, dr- yeah, yeah. <laughs> it gets irritating. It does. Um, Sharon, I know you have quite the musical background. Talk a little bit about about yeah. your journey. Yeah, I also grew up here in Savannah, and I grew up more on the singing side of things. So studied singing in school, and choral singing was always just my – that was the thing that I was, like, 
I'm meant to do this. This is what I love doing. If I could do it every day, that's what I do. Turns out there's not very many full-time jobs in choral <laughs> singing, um, especially in this country. So I think we found a good in-between. So now I, I sing at the cathedral as one of the choral scholars there. And then I also direct a small choir that specializes in Gregorian chant and Renaissance polyphony. Gregorian chant made yeah. everybody just Renaissance go, I'm sorry, polyphony what? Yeah. <laughs> is the real... It's the early weird stuff. There we you know? go. <laughs> I, I actually just saw you sing at the cathedral not that long ago. Oh, yes. And it was amazing. I'm glad you enjoyed it. It was amazing. I mean, you can tell how much work you guys put into that. And most of it was in languages I couldn't understand if you paid me yeah. money. <laughs> Um, but yet you're listening to it and it really, it, it struck me because of that, because I was watching everyone sing and taking it in and realizing I can't understand the, the words and mm. a lot of this, but it didn't matter. Mm. You know what I mean? Like music passes the barrier right. of all of language. And it wasn't like we were sitting there having a conversation yet. I felt like we were mm -hmm. in some way. I'm, I'm sure that's intentional. And, you know, you guys must feel it all the time when you're doing something like that. Yeah. Well, I think just the, each piece itself, even if you don't really know the language necessarily, like you can tell the mood of it by the way that it's written or the way the voices are used or the texture. There's just so many different ways to communicate and singing Singing is just, to me, it's it's like play. Like you're with people, you're doing something that's really hopefully beautiful and going well. And there's there's so much of yourself that you can put into singing. And I think that's why maybe we're all a little afraid to sing. Because when you put, when you sing, like part of you is now out into the world. It's not mm -hmm. like you're using, you're not using another instrument. Like you're the instrument and it's very personal and very exposing. But at the same time, I think letting yourself sort of share that with others can have a really cool, you know, a cool experience of singing with others and letting them hear. It's super vulnerable. You're right. Yeah, um, sure. Unless you're, you know, uh, drunk karaoke. And then <laughs> then you've let down the wall yeah, already. Right, yeah. Only time you'll ever hear me sing. Like, I'll leave a piece of this here on stage. That's, yeah. Who cares? I had several drinks now. But that's when you see, like, you know, you'll go to the random karaoke bar and you'll see like the gym that gets up, right? And all of a sudden you're you're over by the bar and somebody starts singing and you're like, oh, that's the most beautiful yeah. thing I've ever heard in my life. You know, and it's just, it is. It's something super, super vulnerable about mm -hmm. that. Um, so yes, uh, and, and tell me a little bit more after. So you guys kind of, you knew Paul, we've had Paul on the, mm -hmm. on the podcast already, and he's so interesting and you work so closely with him. Right. And, and he is. Cathedral and Philharmonic. Yeah. Exactly. I was going to say, you know, he, you guys have your hands in both of those things. So, um, you're probably together a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of phone calls. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I'm Colin's sure. like, what is it? Right. <laughs> Not right. again. Yeah. So he had a hand in, in you coming to the Philharmonic as well or? Yes, I think so. I was teaching music for a while and it was a good job. I really enjoyed it, but I could tell that it wasn't necessarily the long-term fit. Mm. And um, Paul and Sanisha, who's our director of artistic operations and our concert master emeritus are good friends. And I think they had a little powwow and we're saying, you know, we need a personnel manager. And luckily they thought of me and gave me a little nudge to apply. And at first I really, I, I wasn't sure if it would be the right fit because I really have grown up completely mm -hmm. in the choral side of things. And especially really like church music, that's been my main focus. And then um, 
But once I started working at the Philharmonic, I was like, this is, this is really cool. Cause I've always loved going to the orchestra. Like it felt like a vacation because I knew just enough. I felt like to really enjoy it, but not enough to overanalyze it, mm. if that makes sense. It does, mm -hmm. yeah. So I feel like with music, especially <clears throat> choral music, it's just really hard to enjoy. Because I'm, I'm always listening and thinking like, what could be changed, what could be better? Um, but with orchestral music, there's just enough separation that I feel like I can really just enjoy and kind of sit back and relax. And so getting to learn more about how an orchestra differs from a chorus, just in how like the ensemble is really different, the vibe in the orchestra is different. Mm -hmm. um, so I've gotten to learn a lot by being with the Philharmonic and it's really great people too. Mm -hmm. um, I just, I love my coworkers and I love getting to work, you know, kind of downtown-ish and yeah. It's good. Yeah, you're right. I mean, sure. it's it's such a, a diverse crowd of people in general uh, on, on both sides in the orchestra mm -hmm. and the chorus and, you know, uh, I'm assuming you guys can give us the numbers. How many people normally are in the orchestra when it's the full, full deal. It's in between 50 and 60. It kind of depends on a couple of things, you know, is it, are there four percussionists or two percussionists? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, are there extra violins? Are there, you know, four bassoons like we'll have in May for the Verdi Requiem or are there oh, two boy. bassoons, which is a little more normal. <laughs> four Where four do we bassoons. find four bassoonists? They weren't that hard to find. Good I don't fun. know. There's a lot of bassoonists around. Amy Williams. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our secret bassoonist. Yeah. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So normally it's 50 to 60 members of the orchestra on stage mm -hmm. when it's the full orchestra at the Lucas. The Verdi Requiem, I think the strings are bigger. So it's going to be yeah, probably gonna be really tight. pushing 70. Yeah. So it's going to be a, a full a party on Tetris. stage with yeah. the orchestra <laughs> yeah. and the chorus and the soloists. It's we're all going to be right there. Yes, <laughs> we get to know each other really, really well. Yeah, great, no doubt. And what about the chorus? How many people are in the chorus? We have eighty people in the chorus yeah, right now. Eighty members of the Savannah community, and we have auditions coming up. Yeah. Little plug here um, for tenors and basses in January. So we'd love to expand those numbers. We'd love to have you know about twenty-five in each section. Have a hundred people in the chorus. Um, that number works really well with the full orchestra, mm -hmm. being able to sing over it with just ease and just have a nice full sound in the group. Yeah, no doubt. I, and it really, I mean, I think you really, if you were at Phil the Park, you probably got a, a nice taste mm -hmm. of of all of that coming together, you know, yeah, as one. Yeah, a little sampler mm -hmm. deliberately yeah. of the season, a little taste to yeah. hopefully entice people to come, come back. To our, come back, yeah. Well, speaking of the schedule, do you want to talk about what's coming up and, and where people can Ooh, yeah. see everybody? All sorts of things. We've got Julian Rockland next. Yes. He's playing Piazzolla, right? Four mm -hmm. Seasons? Piazzolla, Four Seasons. And Beethoven Seventh, correct? Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. And so he's, you know, world-renowned violinist, and he's playing and conducting. Yeah, so I that'll like be a the fun party trick of that. It's definitely that the party trick. <laughs> uh, a, a, a man of the world, very international. That um, so that's November eighteenth. We don't have very many tickets left for that. So uh, if you'd like some, you should go to our website, yeah. <laughs> SavannahPhilharmonic.org. Um, and then we have all of our holiday concerts after that. Messiah, December second. Yeah. Then we Messiah have, is going to be at yeah. Calvary Baptist, which is exciting. Yeah. We've got obviously our full chorus mm -hmm. and the orchestra, and all of our soloists are Savannah connections, mm -hmm. which is cool. So we're excited for the community to come and yeah. see sort of Savannah really on stage like that. 
Um, and Calvary is a big venue. It's a really big venue. And so we're going to be able to welcome a lot of friends there, yes. which is exciting. Yes. Also Savannah Philharmonic Work. Yes. <laughs> no, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's a big venue and it's in Midtown. So we're trying to, There's you great know, parking. it's great parking. Mm-hmm. So we're typically our subscription concerts are at the Lucas if you come to any of them. So, um, which is a beautiful venue, but uh, it's downtown, which can present its own challenges for some folks. So um, we try to have some concerts throughout town that are maybe a little more accessible for families and different things like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I think the um, the fill the neighborhoods really gave everybody kind of that outside of the concert hall feel. Yeah, exactly. You know? um, so that was really cool. And they'll, they'll be coming back yes. in the spring, correct? Mm-hmm. The last weekend in April. Yep. And do we know where yet or... Yes, I know we're coming to my neighborhood. (laughs) We just went to mine. (laughs) No, you're in Victory Heights, right? Yeah, we've got Victory Heights. We're at Tanger Outlets. So we're going all the way to Pooler. We are going all the way to Pooler. With the Tanger Outlets. Something for everyone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's right. And then, yeah, Yeah. Victory Heights on Saturday. And then back in Chippewa Square. I think that's always a big favorite. Yeah. I mean, it's centrally located. So that's a good one where we have a mix of locals and tourists. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that is, uh, that's one of the biggest tourist squares mm-hmm. is Chippewa. So, um, that'll be a, that'll be a nice spot. Um, yeah. So it's so many great things that are, are going on and obviously, um, we'll have all the links in the show notes and all of that good stuff. Um, do you guys have a favorite kind of moment that's coming up? I mean, what, what are you looking forward to the most? Uh, to the Holiday <laughs> Stories concert. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be a little different. That's on December 16th. We have an evening performance that is sold out currently, but there's also a matinee at three o'clock that afternoon. It's at the Lucas. So it's a mixture of storytelling and music. Mm-hmm. So really centered on um, holiday stories of locals in Savannah uh, about family and mixing that into... Um, kind of let music tell the story as well. So I think it's a different format for us from our typical holiday concert. And I think it's going to be really fun. Yeah. So we have a lot of guest artists with that and mm-hmm. speak guest speakers from the Institute of Story uh, and Ricardo Ochoa, the beloved yeah. <laughs> Saffield performer. He's going to be uh, the MC essentially for that one. So I'm looking forward to that. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. And I feel like this is going to be one of those concerts that you know this is the only place this is happening. Yeah, it's very unique. And it's for sure. It's for Savannah, by Savannah. Yep. Like a very, very community focused and you know, loving about loving being here. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We um we're looking forward to having uh Ricardo on the podcast. That'll be so um, good. Is it just Ricardo? <laughs> I believe it is. Oh yeah. So um it's sort of like letting the tiger out of the cage, mm-hmm. I think. When, It'll be a really good one. Um, I feel like he and I have had several pre-interviews uh, I'm sure. out and about. And you know, so I I don't know how the actual one is gonna go, but I'm excited <laughs> about it. Um, he is quite the character he is, for and sure. he's so passionate about all of the things. And I, so I am very excited to sit down and, and have a discussion. Um, mm-hmm. so sp- speaking of characters, do you guys have a favorite personality that is, uh, <laughs> that you work with on a day to day basis? No. <laughs> Sharon talking about singing in other languages. And I'm like, Oh, I always wonder how people can do that. And I'm like, Sharon probably speaks Latin. 
No. No. Really? Yeah, I think you probably. I don't think I can speak it. I can read it. Yeah. But I can't speak it. Sounds about right. And you can sing it. I can sing it. Yeah. yeah. But that's just phonetics. Ah. Uh, okay. You know, like I could sing a bunch of language. I don't know. She says it like that's just blah, that's blah, just blah. phonetics. That's just easy <laughs> don't worry about it. I can it. sing it in my sleep. It's fine. Uh, um, aside from the lovely Sharon. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, it is like it sounds maybe a little corny or mushy, but I really do love our staff. Yeah. I think we uh, have really built a really strong dynamic. Um, I love Sunisha. Yes. Sunisha <laughs> Cherichar. <laughs> yes. Our concert master emeritus, Jamie Coffey. If you've met her, she's lovely. Our director of external relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, I've already mentioned Kay and Amy, so they don't get any more. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I think that uh, it, it's always a, it's a fun time. Yeah. yeah, and we get to get to work with great people. Yeah, and you it's get to really, meet a really, lot of really excellent people. people who who know what they're doing, who are good at what they're doing, who work really, really hard, and um, who give all of themselves to their work and to their community and for sure are fun to be around. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard to ask for anything more. Yeah, for sure. So it's perfect. You guys, you heard it here first. It's yeah. (laughs) Nothing ever goes wrong. Everything is perfect. Perfect. Can Um, all be solved with tacos. (laughs) Lots of tacos. There's a lot of tacos. Yeah. (laughs) Tacos and tequila. I was going to say, fuel us. Tell Sanisha he should be a stockholder. Uh, uh, They stopped taking my order now. Yeah, they, they just, just tell me my word. I'm like, yes, thank you. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't beat that. Really. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty good deal, actually. Yeah. Um, are there are there any what What are the tense moments? Is it rehearsal? Is it uh, getting ready yeah. for a big event? Like, what What's the tense time? Yeah, it's probably just when. Yeah, it's maybe sometimes like leading up to a concert yeah, when you absolutely. have either unexpected things happen or things that yeah. we should have expected happen or, you know, everything in between. There's always and then you're going just to be, under yeah. the gun. Like there's, there's yeah. a time limit. Um, but I think something I appreciate is that everyone's pretty good at thinking on their feet and they know sort of like, here are the yeah. options. And we also kind of know, you know, when to call, you know, like how much do we put into this or that mm-hmm. and how much do we just let it happen? And well, that's what I mean. Kind of when it goes, it goes. This concert mm-hmm. is happening. Right, yeah. So <laughs> there's no um, stopping time anymore. Unless there's some sort of, you know, uh, naturally occurring disaster with the weather or something mm-hmm. like that, it's going to happen. So yeah. um, you're going to have to make it happen. Um, I would say probably leading up like that hour or two before a concert um, is, I don't it's not necessarily always tense, but that's when you know there's not a lot of wiggle room. Mm-hmm. So if something does go wrong, you're going to have to figure it out and fast. And be nice about it. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what I always enjoy. So in, in my previous em- employment before this one, I was in family services, which I am very passionate about. But it is a very different kind of environment. And something that at the end of the day with Phil in this position and working with the organization is that people are coming to your events because it's an experience of joy. And that's what they want. They want to get a good feeling. They want to enjoy the piece or the event or whatever it is. Um, so kind of coming at it with that mindset, um, uh, you know, at the end of the day, that's the goal. So, um, I think that helps a lot when it is a little tense to just be like, mm-hmm. people just want to ha- have fun as simple as that sounds. They want to come here and hear something beautiful right? and, and feel something. Mm-hmm. So, uh, 
it'll be okay as long as you get those musicians yeah. on stage. <laughs> yeah, I feel like on good. the artistic side, yeah. sort of the kind of the hype that you guys have on front of house, the night of the concert, we really have that like the day leading up to the first rehearsal because mm-hmm. that's when we're bringing in everything to set the stage, yeah. getting all the music there, making sure we have all the musicians, you know, like sometimes people just get sick. And so the day before the first rehearsal, you're looking for a new trumpet, a new bassoon, a new violin. Yeah. And so sometimes it's making sure that the orchestra is all good to go and making sure that everyone has what they need yeah. to do their best and to give their best and for all of their hard work to be honored throughout the weekend. And making sure there's a trumpet is a uh, it's important. Is Sharon's uh, <laughs> expertise. I hear her wheeling and dealing. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I got one in two hours. I'm like, that's insane. I don't know how you do that. <laughs> Where you're actually like on the search for a trumpet? Oh yeah, it's all the time. Really, people get sick. It's life, you know. So you're you're just like you just call a lot of people. Yeah, you're like you remind me of. um, Do you remember the show uh, Olivia with the hat and uh, she was the fixer? Basically, I forget the name of it. no idea. Carrie Washington. I know what you're talking and about. And I can't I think of the name of the show. But uh, she was basically the fixer. Yeah. So like anytime anything, you know, <laughs> Sharon, went wrong. Sharon is now going to be the, she's just like, I can see the look of dread on you. I don't know. Sharon's now going to be the fixer. I feel like as a fixer. team, we're the fixer. Yeah. Like sure. there's certain things I'm really good at fixing. There's certain things Sydney is way better at fixing. He is. <laughs> He's. I think he's yeah. like the ultimate fixer. He really like, is. He's able to just take whatever situation, like, this yeah. is what we're doing, For call sure. in a favor and make it happen. Call in a it's favor. It's really funny that. to like, listen to him do it. Yeah. <laughs> Calling like a hotel. Yes. Yeah. You need a hotel room. Oh, yeah. You need a stage. You need a musician. Like you need dinner. Like whatever you need. <laughs> you got it. You've got a number for that. We yeah. Call, okay. Mm-hmm. Call him that. security. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sharon will be the fixer now. There we go. I, well, just talking about like the, you know, everybody wants that feeling and, and wants to feel something, mm-hmm. um, you know, at when they're a part of all this, I love, and I don't know if you guys get a chance to do this being, you know, that you're so in it, but I love like walking outside the Lucas theater right when the concert's over mm-hmm. and seeing the people come out and watching mm-hmm. their faces and hearing the conversation, like right as they exit the door. Yeah. Oh, that must be fun. It that is That is a great, <laughs> it's a really important time. It is. Mm-hmm. Kind of catching people right after the concert. Mm-hmm. Cause that's when you get the most honest takes for better yeah. or worse. It's you kind know, of the raw first it's impression. It's the raw first impression. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't necessarily, I'm usually in the lobby for that one. Mm-hmm. Jamie and I sort of like tag team that because you want to know, um, and volunteers that we have are really great about it too. Like kind of keeping their ears out. Mm. It's just super helpful to get that feedback on our end. And also if we pass along anything artistically, people have opinions. They will let you know them. Um, a lot of times they're really great, but um, it, it's a lot of fun. It's like that energy is pretty um, contagious. It's really uh, an, a fun experience to, to see all that hard work too. Right. And you have people come out and you're like, all right, yeah. Like it worked. It went. They got it. They got it. Yeah. <laughs> Sharon probably I should come out there sometime. You should. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really like running around backstage yeah. cleaning up. And I get sort of that that experience, but from the musician's mm. perspective, you know. Yeah, I don't how are they palling around as they're packing up their case, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I, I don't yeah, I mean that that feeling, I feel like kind of coming back to like the topic of vulnerability, that's always something that I'm I don't get to see as much uh on the back end. Uh, cause you're putting yourself out there so much as mm-hmm. a musician or a singer. And, uh, to me, that's absolutely terrifying 
So I, yeah, I think it is, is such an interesting thing to see that kind of, you know, who feels like they did well and who doesn't. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. Also so fun to sit in the audience during a performance. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I'm sitting in a lot of the rehearsals, so I see how all these things come together and you sort of know different moments that they really worked on or things that it took them a mm-hmm. while to navigate. And like, I remember looking down at the, the cello section at our concert in September and like, they were just having a great time. Mm-hmm. And it was so fun to watch because <laughs> yeah. you could tell that they were enjoying themselves. They felt like they were doing something that mattered and they were enjoying being with one another and making music with one another. And that's that's just, that. I think that's part of the joy yeah. that the concert goer is wanting yeah, for to sure. experience is seeing people having a good time and creating something that's really incredible and unique. And it's only in that moment. Yeah, like so I love an orchestra concert because it's, even if somebody's recording it, like it's, it's never the you same. Can't re- it's, it's ephemeral. Yeah. There. You can't recreate that. I feel like we talk about that a good bit actually mm-hmm. as a team is that it's such a unique experience that you, it's not going to happen again. It's, you know, there's right. certain people in a hall together. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just on the stage, but also in the, in the hall, in the like audience. You're sitting yeah, next to exactly. someone special to you and you experience mm-hmm. that together. Or mm-hmm. you're sitting next to the stranger who you meet and then you experience yep. this concert together, you know? Yeah, you, it's very, um, you can't really recreate the exact situation. So everyone's a little different. I do. I feel like I end up in rehearsals more so too as well mm-hmm. than the, the actual concerts. But I do like to pop in and see just see how people are reacting. Yeah. Yeah. I remember at the, <clears throat> I think it was the end of the last season where Paul was playing the organ there, yeah. <laughs> um, at the Lucas, yeah, that the was Wurlitzer. And I remember speaking of sitting next to strangers and, and, and feeling something. I mean, my partner was on one side of me and a total stranger was on the other side. And there was some point like in the midst of all of that, um, performance where the the person next to me like we were all just feeling something there was this you know just big big moment in the music and the person just nudged me with their elbow and they were like oh my gosh (laughs) and I was like right yeah I felt it too tell Paul (laughs) yeah I love that I mean because that's what you want and you're right you're experiencing that all together for one moment, none mm-hmm. of us will all be here in this moment again yeah. together mm-hmm. doing this thing. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's pretty special. Yeah, it really is. Um, okay. Well, great. We, uh, we have so many things to look forward to for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys have certainly upped the schedule and certainly, yeah, <laughs> no it's a big year. Yeah, it years, is. You know, so you want to catch that, that feeling, ride the momentum. Yeah. yeah. Well, it seems also that, Savannah is eager For to sure. have music. Absolutely. They want to attend concerts. They want to be in the Lucas. They want to, you know, hear their orchestra. And so it's exciting yeah. to have more opportunities to, you know, and fill that desire. And a lot of new people in Savannah, mm-hmm. you know, really coming out of COVID and meeting people who moved here during that and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And they're just now really getting to experience the city and what we have to offer and getting to, you know, meet people that they wouldn't necessarily get to meet. So it's been a really um, interesting past couple of years, even just meeting that and and those kinds of people and seeing like, Oh, I didn't know this or that kind of thing. Yeah. And also as people, I think a lot of us made new habits coming out of COVID. And I think there's a lot of people also who have been in Savannah, but maybe weren't aware of the symphony or particularly involved. So it's, 
it's nice to see sort of old timers. Yeah. Um, Townies, <laughs> if you will. Age, just been here a long time. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. the old timers are yeah. coming out and, the you know, time. finding new things to appreciate For about sure. their city. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, we have, um, just in our neighborhood, we have a couple people who are true, true Savannians and have like, you mm-hmm. know, been here for generations and their yeah. family and, and we'll tell them, Hey, we're going to see the Philharmonic. And they're like, what are those folks doing? I want to go see that, you know? <laughs> and I mean, yeah. it's just great. I think you're right. There's a new wave mm-hmm. of not only, uh, high quality talent from the Savannah Philharmonic, but there's a new wave of desire yeah. mm-hmm. from the community with so many things, so many elements, so many new people coming in. But you're right, like this this just renewed interest mm-hmm. from even people that have been here for years and years mm-hmm. and years. It feels very fresh. It does. Yeah. There's something yeah. that feels very organically fresh that's going on that I, I'm yeah. sure you guys, again, are being very intentional about how you're addressing. <laughs> so that's a yeah. wonderful thing. People are looking for connection, I think. Yeah. You know, I think that's what we were all saying at that time, but really seeing it demonstrated is pretty special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Best way for people to keep up with everything you have going on, obviously, is on the website. Indeed. Uh, SavannahPhilharmonic.org <laughs> Correct. Is, uh, is the place to go. And that's also a great place. You know, we were talking about if you want to jump on and support in some way, mm-hmm. everything is really mapped out very nicely there and people can donate mm-hmm. and be a part of all the things you want to become a partner in some way. Um, it's such a, a, a great way to do it is just jump on the website and get in touch with you guys. Yeah. Uh, we know people who know people who can handle the things is basically what we're saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also socials. I would be remiss. Yeah. As <laughs> in my position. <laughs> I did not mention those for Saf Philharmonic, Facebook, Instagram. You'll get to see the lovely Kay, our conductor, K. Tavarada, um, loves to go live and all that. He's an interesting, he's yeah. funny and he's fun. So, but we post a lot of um, upcoming concerts and guest musicians and stuff like that as a way to kind of spotlight, spotlight who you're going to see coming up. And that's yeah. always a fun way to keep it tabs. Yeah. And then we've got, of course, the, uh, the auditions coming up. Yes. For the chorus. Yeah, we've got auditions for tenors and basses, mm-hmm. particularly in January. And then we'll be auditioning all voice parts for our 25, 26, wait. 24, 25. Oh we'll be auditioning all voice parts for our 24, 25 season in May and June of this summer. Yeah. Yes. If you have to give uh, one piece of advice for those auditioning who mm. want to audition, Ooh. what's your advice? The first thing you do in your audition is sing a song of your choice. And I would really encourage everyone to just choose a song that you really do feel comfortable mm-hmm. singing. You know, that particular piece is just about sharing your voice and sharing yourself. And so choose something you you feel like sharing. See, there you That's go. Great advice. Got good advice right here. Love it. <laughs> um, Sharon, thank you. Megan, thank you for all that you, you guys do. You're, you're obviously, uh, you're the fixers. Um, you're the, oh, am you're I, the OG. I'm a fixer now too. Yeah. That's it, fine. It, right? I mean, I feel like yeah, if anybody so. has, so yeah, Thanks. if you need to You book know where a, the best post box is. Well, I do know <laughs> the thrilling insider look into the Savannah, where are the pe- best uh, post office boxes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to uh, divulge that information? Uh, I or? would say, you know, the one in uh, McAlpin Square. I love it. Great. Mm-hmm. Right off victory. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. A plus. Yeah. <laughs> now you know. With a very high delivery rate. High delivery box. rate. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, ladies, for being yeah, on the podcast. Thanks for having us. This Appreciate it.
Welcome to your open invitation to enjoy music with your friends and neighbors. This is the Soundtrack of Savannah. You can also show support by sponsoring a season concert or our Fill the Neighborhood series or annual Fill the Park event in Forsyth Park. You can even sponsor one of our talented musicians or host them in your home during the season. For more information on sponsorship levels and a full list of concerts and community events, please visit us at savannahphilharmonic.org. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and be sure to subscribe to the Sav Phil podcast you're listening to right now so you can be in the know, behind the scenes, and center stage at your Savannah Philharmonic. <laughs>